listening to the Faithology Podcast with John Barrett, where you'll hear great ideas, interviews, and inspiration to help maximize your spiritual growth. Hey guys, I'm John Baird. It's so good to have you listening to the Faithology Podcast today, no matter where you're at. If you're in the car driving, if you're on the treadmill, if you are in your house at work, wherever you may be, it's so good to have you here tuning in today. I believe that you're listening to this because God is wanting to speak to you. God is wanting to do something in your life, in your heart today. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here today. And hopefully you're going to get some great value, be lifted up, and get some perspective today. With today's topic, I think it's gonna be something that's gonna give you a different kind of angle on the way that God works and the way that God wants to see things happen in our life. So let me just kick off by saying this. I've got a confession to make to you guys today. I've got a confession to make, and, and here's what it is. I'm getting worse the longer that I'm a Christian, and I'm thankful for it. Now think about that for a minute. I'm getting worse the longer I'm a Christian and I'm actually thankful for it. You see, I would say that if you think you're getting better, you're probably actually getting worse. And you see, I know I'm getting better when I'm actually getting worse. Pretty interesting, isn't it? Because I'm getting worse, it lets me know that I'm actually getting better. See, listen, the more you grow, the more you know. And the more that you know, the more you can grow. And the more aware you become, the more you see, and the more you're able to be aware of in your life. Let me tell you a story. Years ago, when my wife and I first got married, the first uh, house we got was a condo. And, and we went to go buy it, and we were super excited about this place. And so we went in there, and we got um, the inspector to go through everything and just kind of make sure the house was okay. And we were real excited about this house. Everything looked great and on the inside. It was in pretty good shape and that. And so the inspector went in, and, and as he began to sort of uncover some things, he said, you know, I, I think that there's some uh, bird feces here in the attic. I, I, I kind of just glanced up there and I saw some. So that that could be kind of an issue for you guys. And we were like, wow, that is a big deal. In fact, Aaron's dad uh, had lost a lung from histoplasmosis, which comes from uh, um, breathing that in from, from years and years ago prior before that. And so we were pretty concerned about this. And so, uh, we, you know, we said, hey, let's let's make sure we figure out what's going on here. So we hired him to go up there and to, to look into the attic and make sure that it was all good and kind of clean it out. And when they got up there, they saw that there was tons up there. Apparently birds had been getting in through uh, some sort of a, an opening there into the attic and they have been in there for probably years. And there was all kinds of fecal matter up there and all kinds of junk up there. And, and so they began to see all this and we became aware of it. And thankfully, they got it all cleared out, all cleaned up. It was all good. We were able to move in, and it was, it was a great condo for many years for us. But you know what? We would have never seen that unless we would have exposed that, unless we really, really went in and, and began to sort of go deeper and dive deeper into what was going on in this house. On the outside, I mean, just cosmetically, everything looked good. In fact, in the living room and all that, it all looked good. But upon further inspection, when we got deeper into it, we began to see that there was more going on that needed to get cleaned up. And that could have been very dangerous for us 
down the road if we never would have taken the time. Imagine if we said, hey, it's no big deal. Don't worry about going up there in the attic. I mean, come on, it's the attic. Who goes up in the attic? It's okay. It won't affect us. It, you know, we can't see it, whatever. So, you know, we, we could have been in some real danger later on if we would have been breathing that in for years and years. But thankfully, we began to go deeper into the house and uncover some things there that otherwise would have done some real damage to us physically. And I think the same thing happens in our life spiritually, guys. You see, the more you grow as a Christian, the more you begin to dive deeper into the things of God, you know what happens? The more you realize how deep the rabbit hole really goes in your life. That's right. And the more you realize that there's sin in your life, there, there, there's more junk in the trunk. There's more fecal matter in the attic. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the more that you kind of uncover and the, the more that you explore in your life and the longer you journey with God, the more that he begins to expose the things in our life that are not right. And guys, that's why I say the longer that I'm a Christian, the worse that I get because I begin to see that I'm aware of more sin. Just when I think I've maybe got a handle on something, the Lord will begin to expose something else in us, something deeper in the attic, something that maybe we never saw before, and he'll begin to expose that to us. And it's because of that that we know that we're growing. In fact, that's why I say that the, the worse you get, the better off you are. And I don't mean that the worse you get in the sense that you're sinning more, but the worse you get in the sense of you're aware of your sin and the more you begin to uncover the deep things in your heart, the more you realize, wow, there is a lot of junk in here that God needs to deal with. Now, this isn't anything from me or anything that I just learned. This is straight from the Bible. I mean, think about this. The apostle Paul in the Bible, who's responsible for a, a big chunk of the New Testament in, in the early church and pioneering so many things that happened. Check this out. Paul grew. I mean, he was aware of his sin. Paul grew in this idea of this journey of humility in his life. Now, check this out. I mean, Paul, right? The guy that we look up to, we think, wow, this guy has got it going on. He was a success. God used him so tremendously. I mean, this guy was amazing, right? He's a great example for us to look up to. He's somebody that we should aspire to be like in the sense of how God used him and his boldness, his courage, all these things. But let's take a deeper look at Paul's life and let's see how he actually felt about himself someone that we would look at and say, what a great success. Let's see how he looked at his life. So check this out. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9, Paul said this. He said, for I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle. Wow. Paul, the apostle Paul, I mean, the guy who is incredible in the New Testament to deliver so many things from the Lord to us and to the church. And he says, I'm the least of all the apostles. In fact, I don't even deserve to be called an apostle. I mean, this is early on in Paul's journey in Corinthians where he's teaching and he's traveling and he's doing these things. And he realizes, wow, guys, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle. That's pretty humbling, isn't it? I mean, what, what a humble outlook on him. We would look at Paul and say, well, yeah, but surely as he grew, he began to realize how much better he was and all this. Well, let's move on. Check this out. Second step of his journey in Ephesians chapter three, verse eight, later on in Paul's life, he says this, although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, 
This grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. Listen to that. He says, although I am less than the least of all of the Lord's people. So Paul grew from, he said in Corinthians, I'm the least of all the apostles. See those guys over there, that group, I'm the least of all them. Well, then Paul grows even more and goes even deeper with God in Ephesians. And he says, I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people. Forget the apostles. Now let's just talk about all God's people, all the saints. Paul says, I am the least. I am less than the least of all of God's people. So interesting that this guy's journey of humility went from not thinking more of himself or thinking, wow, I've just got it all put together. I've I've got it all figured out. In fact, he's saying, you know what? I went from being the least of the apostles to the least of all the Lord's people. But it doesn't stop there. Check out the third leg of Paul's journey of humility. 1 Timothy 1.15, Paul says, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Wow, so we need to listen to this, right? I mean, he's saying, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Wow. So Paul goes from saying, I'm, I'm the least of the apostles. Then he goes deeper with God and he says, you know what? In fact, I'm the least, I'm less than the least of all of God's people, all the Christians. And then he reaches the pinnacle of humility, the pinnacle of the journey. And he says this, I am the worst of all sinners. I mean, he said out of everyone in the world, I am the worst. You see, Paul was going deeper with God. In fact, Paul, it almost looks like like he's getting worse. But the reality is, is he's getting better. And here's why, because he's realizing the sin in his life. He's realizing how deep the rabbit hole goes. And it's out of that humility that God moves. You see, faith requires humility. And when you have humility, your faith will begin to increase and you'll begin to experience even greater power from God in your life like Paul did. So because I'm getting worse, guys, I know that I'm getting better. It's like the inverted funnel, right? If we think of a funnel in in just a traditional funnel that has a really wide opening at the top and then it funnels down to a tiny little hole at the bottom, we think this is Christianity, that when we start off, we're sinful. There's this wide, wide area where we are just lost and, and wandering and we have no purpose. We have no reason. We have nothing. And then as we come to know God, we have this idea that that we get better and better and better and better. And, and all of a sudden we come down the funnel until we get down to the very bottom and we're just so good. We're just so amazing. We're just so sinless and we've got it figured out and, and we know God and we know what he wants. And, you know, we come what I call professional Christians where we just think we are experts at this thing. But the reality is, guys, it's an inverted funnel is what Christianity really is. See, Paul was in the inverted funnel and, and the inverted funnel flips it upside down. 
where you start at the top. And, and like Paul says, he says, hey, look, I, I'm the least of all the apostles, right? I mean, it was a pretty small window. He realized his sin, but as he grew, guess what? It kept growing. Now he said, wow, I'm the least of all God's saints. And then it reached the pinnacle where he said, you know what? I, I'm, the, I'm the worst of all sinners. You see, as Paul grew, he began to realize how big God was and how small he was. And when you begin to seek God, you will begin to find that you will have more questions than you do answers. And I'm not saying that you're not finding truth, but what I'm saying is, is that God is so infinite. He's so amazing. He's so vast and huge and incredible and infinite God. That how could we ever think that we're going to come down this traditional funnel and get it all figured out and, and, and be perfect and all this? No, God is too big. He's too amazing. He is the star creator. He is the universe maker. I mean, this is the, the God of all things. And when we come into a relationship with God, in fact, as we grow with God, we begin to realize that the funnel just gets wider and wider. God is bigger than we ever could imagine. Our sin goes deeper than we ever could imagine. And the things that God wants to do are so endless in our life. And it's because of his great love. It's because of that, that we, we have this big, wide area of a funnel that we go through and we begin to realize that it's all about God. It's not about us, guys. We don't ever figure it out. We just are humble before the Lord, just like Paul was. You see, God will reveal more and more as you move down the funnel. The moment you think you've arrived is the moment you find out that there is more junk in your trunk you realize that, wow, I don't have it figured out. I, I am in so need of God. In fact, the more you grow in your relationship with God, the more you should find your need for him. The more desperate you should become because you realize that without him, you are nothing. But with him, you have everything. So the more we grow in God, the more we should realize our need for a savior so much more than maybe even when we started because we're growing in humility. You see, the Bible says that God wants to sanctify us. That's a big word. And the meaning of this word means this. It means a state of proper functioning. When you sanctify something, it means to return it to a state of proper functioning. You see, God is trying to return us to a state of proper functioning of which he created us for. But guys, it's a lifelong journey. You see, you can't improve something you're unaware of. I mean, imagine this, if you were just unaware of your sin, well, you would think your whole life, everything's good, everything's going fine in your life. But no, the Bible says that God disciplines those he loves. That means that he will begin to make us aware of our sins so that we can improve ourselves. You can't improve something you're unaware of. If you're unaware of something by definition alone, you can't improve in it. You can't make it better. You can't overcome it. You can't move beyond it because you don't even know it exists, right? I mean, this isn't... Uh, a weakness. These are blind spots. You know, a weakness is, is fine. We can deal with weaknesses. We're aware of them. Blind spots are dangerous because we don't even know they're there. They're literally blind spots. That Those are the most dangerous areas in our life. And those are the things that you're, you don't even know they exist until God exposes them and shows you that. And it's through this process of humility as we grow in our faith that we begin to realize that we've got more than we could ever imagine, guys. So the worse you get, the better off you are. I mean, think about that for a minute. 
I mean, when was the last time God convicted you of something you were doing? Ooh, think about that for a minute. When was the last time God convicted you of something that you were doing? And I'm here to tell you, if you haven't felt sort of the convicting uh, kind of push and nudge of the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you need to deal with this in your life, then I'm telling you that you need to get growing. That's right. You need to get going and get growing in God because God will always be showing you things in your life because he loves you. He has so much for you. He doesn't want anything to clog the pipe, guys. He doesn't want you living in a house that has fecal matter in it that's going to harm you and, and cause damage to your life spiritually down the road. Just because you don't see it, just because you're not aware of it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist, guys. There is always more in there because we're in this world, and when we're in this world, we're going to experience this challenge of our flesh and our spirit fighting. Paul talks all about this in Romans, that we're in a war, guys, every day. We're in a war between the flesh and the spirit, and we got to fight. We got to fight for the spirit of God to come alive and for the flesh to be put to death. But you got to understand, the further you go down the funnel, I'm telling you, the more harder it is because God will expose even the little things now. And we think, wow, it's kind of like losing weight. You know, the closer you get to your goal, the harder it is to lose it. And see, we're not perfect, but we're in the process of being perfected. That means that God is going to, he's going to begin to fine, fine tune us in those things in our life that we need to get, get right with him. And it's going to hurt. It's hard. Sometimes it's, it's the small things that make the biggest difference. So there's three things that I want us to stay encouraged. As we go down this funnel, guys, as we grow as Paul did in humility and we grow in our faith and we begin to realize that there's more junk in the trunk, there's more fecal matter in the attic, the more we realize that there's more sin in us than we could ever imagine that we've just got to continue to, to let go of and get rid of and become more and more like Christ, more and more like Jesus with our actions and our attitude and our words and our outlook in life. There's three things things that we need to stay in. If we're going to stay in the funnel, there's three things that we've got to do that will keep us in the funnel. And the first one is this. I want you to stay encouraged. You see, don't get discouraged. You see, discouragement, it literally disses your courage to keep moving forward. Right, And it's easy to get discouraged when you're in the funnel because you think, man, I've got so much junk in my life. And it's the enemy will start to say, hey, man, you're worthless. Look at you. you. You've got so much sin in your life. This is what your response needs to be. You're right, enemy. I got a lot of sin in my life. Thank God he's dealing with me in it. Right? I mean, don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. You know, don't be proud. Don't try to hide your sin and all this stuff. Don't sit there and say, oh my gosh, I must be so unworthy because there's sin in my life. Of course there's sin in your life. My goodness, you're a human being. But God is ridding us. God is working through us and sanctifying us, guys. He, he that began a good work will bring it to completion. But we got to stay in there. Stay encouraged in what you're doing. Listen, God's grace is bigger than your biggest failures. Did you hear that? God's grace is bigger than your biggest failures. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is, guys. Listen, you may have messed up, but that doesn't make you a mess up. You may have failed, but that doesn't make you a failure. You may have wasted some time, but that does not make you a waste. Guys, you are valuable to God. Just because you have sin in your life, 
Just because there's things in your life that you're aware of that you need to get rid of, attitudes and behaviors and thoughts and all that stuff, don't let it ever make it make you feel like that you are unworthy and that you are less valuable than you are. God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus. In fact, he loves you so much that he sent Jesus for you to die, his one and only son. Listen, Philippians 1, 6 says this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Guys, we will be in the funnel until the day that Jesus comes back, the day of Christ Jesus, as it says. He will bring it to completion on that day, but until that day, guys, we are in the funnel. So I want you to stay encouraged, be confident, You know what? Approach God and say, God, you know what? I've got sin. I've got junk in the trunk, but God, I need you. And God, work through me and use me and and help me rid this and have the strength to overcome these things. God will be with you guys, but stay encouraged. Don't feel less valuable. We all got sin. We've all got so much junk in the trunk, guys. It's unreal. In fact, if all of us could see everybody else's junk in the trunk, we would be shocked probably. And we would think, and we'd also be encouraged. And I don't mean that in a negative way, like sin is good, but we would look and say, wow, wow, sin does still exist. Even though I'm a Christian, I still struggle. That's okay, guys. God wants to rid us of it. God wants to continue to sanctify us. But listen, until then, we're gonna be in the funnel. It's okay. Continue to let God just work on you. So stay encouraged. Number two, stay in the fire. You see, God is refining you. He is an all-consuming fire is what the Bible says. So when you're in the funnel, you got to understand that this funnel, it, it is full of fire and heat, and it's drawing out the impurities. Let me read to you James chapter two, verse one through four. James says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Wow, pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. Think about this, okay. He says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Wow. So James says, guys, listen, you need to stay in the fire. Listen, you need to consider it joy when you face trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and perseverance has to finish its work so that you may be mature and complete in Christ. Guys, that word testing, this is so cool. It was a silversmith term that was used for for refining, the, the refining fire. And what would happen is a silversmith would begin to put like the gold and the silver and the different things into the fire. And what we would do is, is that when, when fire would be uh, uh, put on to this, these things like the silver, it would remove the impurities to the top. And then what would happen is a silversmith would come and he would remove the dross is what it was called, all the junk, all the impurities. And he'd literally scrape it off the top and then they'd turn the heat on again. And then they would just let the impurities rise up and they would continue this over and over and over again until all the impurities were removed. And do you know when the silversmith knew that the fire was over? Check this out. This is so cool. When all the impurities were gone, he would know it because when he looked down into the pot that was on fire of the silver, the gold, he would see his reflection. And that's when the silversmith knew that all the impurities had been refined out of it, when he saw his reflection in it. 
You see, God is working us. God is putting us through the fire, drawing out our impurities, and he's doing it over and over and over again until the day of completion when we will be mature fully and he will see his reflection in us eternally. Guys, I want you to keep in the fire. Stay in the fire. Guys, the fire is uncomfortable. It, we want to get out. We think it's hot. It hurts. This is tough. Why am I going through this? But you need to understand, again, stay encouraged and stay in the fire because it's through that that you get to be mature in the fullness of God. Psalm 66 verse 10 um, through 12 says this, for you, God tested us. You refined us like silver. You brought us into prison and laid burdens on our backs. You let people ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us to a place of abundance. Guys, it is through the refining fire that we get brought to a place of abundance. It's worth it, guys. The fire is worth it. As uncomfortable as it may be right now, the fire is worth it in the end because it's the thing that brings us into the abundance of God. And not just when this life is over, but guys, even now, as we're beginning to be uh, refined and those impurities go, it opens up the door for God to do so many more things in our life. We can experience the goodness and the fullness of God here in the land of the living, as the Bible says. If it, it, but if we jump out of the fire, then we're going to miss out on what God has. So three things to stay in the funnel, stay encouraged, stay in the fire. Number three is this, stay humble. That's right. Stay humble, guys. Listen, remember Adam and Eve in the garden when, when they sinned and, and they were naked and they didn't think anything of it, but when they sinned, they began to be ashamed and they were exposed. And you remember what happened when they were vulnerable? They ate from the tree and they went and they hid from God. God came down and he said, where are you? Well, God knew where they were, of course, he's God, but he wasn't asking where are you for his sake. He was wanting them to know that they were trying to hide from God. He wanted to expose to them what they were doing. And don't be like that. Guys, we're so tempted to hide our sin. We're so tempted to hide our struggles and all this stuff. And, you know, in churches, I mean, gosh, this is crazy. In churches, we even try to hide it as though, you know, we're, we're all good and we're all amazing. Guys, forget that junk. Listen, the worse you get, the better off you are. So it's okay. Don't hide your sin. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be embarrassed about this stuff. Just stay humble. Listen, the Bible says in your weakness, he is made strong. Check out what 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 through 11 says. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen, stop letting the enemy discourage you about your weaknesses. Humility is a sign of spiritual maturity. Guys, pride is a sign of spiritual immaturity. You know, I love what uh, C.S. Lewis said. He said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. I love that. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Guys, get humble. 
Look what the, the Bible says that God does for the humble. James chapter four, verse six through 10. But he gives more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Guys, I want you to understand that you just get humble before the Lord and he will have favor on you. Guys, it's not about trying to show off and and think that, tell everybody to make them think that we're got it all figured out and we're all perfect and we don't have any struggles and we're getting better and better. No, no, no. We need to be like Paul and just say, you know what? In fact, the longer I serve the Lord, the more I realize how big God is, how small I am, how pure he is and how sinful I am. And guys, that's okay. That doesn't mean that we go sin and it's okay just to go out there and sin. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's okay to get worse by going out and do worse things. But what I'm saying is, is that the more you draw close to God, the more you will realize that the rabbit hole goes deep. And that's okay, guys, because it's a sign of humility. And the Bible says that God has favor on the humble. So guys, stay encouraged, stay in the fire and stay humble in all that you do. Don't compare yourself to others in the funnel and don't judge others for where they are in the funnel. Pray for them. Don't ever look at other people and say, well, gosh, look at them. Why are they dealing with that? You look at them and you say, I'm gonna pray for them because I know exactly what it's like. Guys, I wanna encourage you today and I hope that you're getting worse as a Christian because that lets us know that we're getting better. Guys, I hope this impacted you today, gave you some good perspective on on how to follow the Lord and what it means when your faith grows. Guys, listen, God bless you. Have a great time. And I pray that God does amazing things in your life. I'm praying for all you people that are listening to this. Let people know about the podcast and tune in till next time, guys. Thank you for listening to the Faithology Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit his website, at www.johnbarrettblog.com.